Likuti Sichais, Chelik Tezva, Volume 15, the Sicha for Parshas Vayera and Chav Cheshman. This is a wonderful lesson in Chinuch, in education of Jewish children, that the Rebbe derives from two famous stories about the Rebbe Rashab. Now, the connection to the Rebbe Rashab and Parshas Vayera is that the Rebbe Rashab's birthday falls out on Chaf Cheshven, on the 20th of Cheshven, which usually coincides with Parshas Vayera. Now in general, just as an introduction, it's important to note that all the stories that happen with our Nesim, with our Rabbeim, our leaders, are all very important. But those stories that were related to us, especially that the Rebbe's took time to share with us, that in itself is an indicator that these stories are not just stories that happen to the Rabbeim, but rather these stories have an important lesson for us and are applicable to us in our lives, notwithstanding the fact that originally the stories happened with the Rabbeim. Another thing to just be familiar with is the concept of Shoirish Hanivroim versus the Ma'atzil. Shoirish Hanivroim literally translates as the root of the creatures, of creations. Meaning, after Hashem emanated from Himself and created the possibility for the world and created the world, there is that godliness that's within the realm of Nivrayim, of all creation. And therefore, any of the creatures within this realm have access to that, to the highest point of it. Then there is something beyond that, and that is the matzil, the one who emanated, meaning that which is above Shodesh and Ibrahim. Another concept to familiarize ourselves with is called Psichas Hatsinar, literally translated, the opening of the conduit. There are certain things that prior to them being experienced by a great tzaddik, or what have you, by a Rebbe, for example, they were, so to speak, not accessible to anyone. They didn't exist. But once it happened, even though the person that happened with is a tzaddik, is somebody that's above and beyond the norm of any regular person, still, once it's already happened, so to speak, it occurred in this world, it already now has an application and is accessible for each and every one of us. Let's go into the sikha. So the Rebbe says, in connection with Chav Cheshven, the 20th Cheshven, the, the birthday of the Rebbe Rashab, the previous Rebbe related the following story. That when his father, the Rebbe Rashab, was about four or five years old, he went into his grandfather, the Rebbe de Tzemach to receive a blessing for his birthday. And he cried, saying, why is it that Hashem revealed himself to Avram Avinu, as it says, Vayera Hashem al-Avram, that Hashem revealed himself to Avram, but to him, he's not revealing himself. So the Tzadik answered him that when a Yid, a Tzadik, decides, comes to the conclusion at the age of 99, that he needs to circumcise himself, then he is worthy that Hashem should reveal himself to him. Now the Rebbe says it's already been discussed many times, the various heroes, the various directives and lessons which we can glean from this story. This time, says the Rebbe, we will highlight another point, another aspect of the story from which we could learn a great lesson. 
You see, the Friedrich Rebbe, the previous Rebbe, made a point to emphasize the age of his father at the time the story occurred. And it's understood, it's understanding, it's understandable, it's obvious. And this is not just to highlight the greatness of his father, but rather, as every single saying and teaching of our Rebbe's, this is in order to teach us all a Hashem, a directive in our service of Hashem. So from this we understand that there is a Hayroah in this story. There's a directive, there's a lesson, a teaching in this story, even for a four or five-year-old child. Not only a four or five-year-old child in a figurative sense, in a spiritual sense, meaning somebody who's lacking maturity in spirituality, but also in the literal sense, an actual four or five-year-old child. That this story is telling us that even a child that is four or five years old could and therefore should demand that Hashem should reveal Himself to him. Now, one can ask, it's obvious that the Rebbe Rashab, understandably, was not your ordinary child. He was very, very special. And already at the age of four or five years old, he was very mature, very adult-like in many senses. Maybe even more than your average adult, than your average actual adult. And if so, the question could be asked, how could we compare your regular, typical four or five-year-old child, even a Jewish child, to the Rebbe Hashab, and to derive from this story any whatsoever lessons, any whatsoever directives. So the Rebbe says we'll understand this by first, first prefacing a very interesting phenomena that we find when it comes to the Shi'urim, when it comes to the limits or to the criteria of Chinuch, of Jewish education. We find in the Gemara, a Gemara in Suvis and Daf Nun Ahmed Aleph, on page 50, side 1, where Rav says to Rav Shmuel Barshilas, he says that if the child is less than six years old, do not accept him. That means he's not yet ready to enter the ranks of Chinuch. You don't accept him for education. However, once he is six years old, accept him and, quote, stuff him up like an ox, meaning stuff him up with Chinuch and fill him up as much as you can. Meaning, that if the child is less than six years old, even if he is extremely smart and extremely mature, still, quote, do not accept him. However, once he's six years old, that's the criteria he gave, then accept him and, quote, stuff him up, fill him up with all the lessons. And there's no, there's no differentiation whether he is smart, whether or not, whether he's mature or not. This is one example. Another example we find in regards to when a child becomes obligated in mitzvahs and can be therefore counted as a minion. And up to that point, he's exempt from mitzvahs regardless of how mature he is or how smart and learned he is. And that is that the Torah mandates that only when a child turns 13 does he become mechuyev mitzvahs, obligated in mitzvahs. And there's no difference, again, whether he is mature or not prior to that. What's the explanation of this? How do we understand this? So the Rebbe explains that all the mitzvahs that were performed pre-Matan Torah, before Hashem officially delivered us the Torah, even though they were effective, but yet they only succeeded, they only managed to draw down 
emanation of godliness up to the point of shoyrish hanivroim, as we explained in the introduction. And therefore, it wasn't really important how they did the mitzvahs, through which means they performed the mitzvahs. For example, we find, as it is explained by Yaakov Avinu, that when he made that whole production with those sticks, where he peeled the branches to expose the whiteness in the branches, thus making the effect of a kind of a black and white contrast, that that is similar, and he affected that which we affect when we put on tefillin. When you put on tefillin on your arm, you put on black straps, which affect, which which essentially produce the same effect, where you have the contrast between the black and the white of your skin, the lighter color of your skin. Now, that was pre-Matan However, after Matan now Hashem made it possible, gave us the ability to draw down, to bring the great Kedusha from such a high point through our performance of mitzvah, of mitzvahs, from which point? From the point of the Matzil himself, that which is higher than Shodesh and Ebrahim, and therefore it is imperative, it's important and makes a big difference how we do a mitzvah and with what means we perform the mitzvah. Why? Because really, we don't really have the ability to reach this higher point. In other words, to go beyond the realm of nivrayim, of creation. How do we go higher? In other words, how are we able to tap in, to reach into something that's higher than that, and draw down this emanation that is only because Hashem decided and made it possible. It's only because Hashem gave us the ability to do so. And therefore, we must do it in order to accomplish this, in order to affect this, we must do it in accordance with what Hashem decided should be the means to accomplish this, to affect this. So likewise, says the Rebbe, is when it comes to the time shiurim, when it comes to the time limits, that, that is, that when the Torah says that, for example, a child, regardless of how smart and mature he is, but if he did not reach the age of 13, he is not yet a gadol, that is that Hashem decided for whatever reason that that is the shiur, that is the limit, that is the time, to, to, up to which point he is still a cotton, he's still a minor, and only after 13 does he become a gadol. And likewise, when it comes to the Indian, to the matter of chinuch, that Hashem decided in his infinite wisdom that specifically from the age of six and up does a child become, quote, entered into the ranks of chinuch, into the ranks of Jewish education. Now, since in this story, the Friedrich Rebbe made a point to tell us, to relate to us the age, that he was less than six years old, he was either four or five years old. So therefore, notwithstanding the fact that the Rebbe Rashab was great in his maturity, obviously, and he was really fantastic in his wisdom of the Torah already at the time, still this can serve and does serve as a lesson, as a directive for each and every Jewish child even before he reaches the age of Chinuch. Now, we can appreciate the wonderful lesson from this story. It's known that the Rambam writes, he spells out in detail what is the proper method of teaching a Jewish child. 
And he says that when the child is still young, when he just begins chinuch, when he just begins his education in Torah, you have to focus on what is important to the child. Things that are, quote, ahuvim etzloi, that are beloved, that are cherished by him, by the child. Like, you know, nuts and sweets, or in our days, I guess it would be candies and all kinds of goodies. Meaning, you have to try to entice him to learn Torah and to love Hashem through those things. But what is the point of it? That you need to consider that which is important to the child at the cha- stage that the child is at, at the time, and draw him in to Torah and mitzvahs through that, through those things that he loves. And here you see in the story a very interesting thing. That you can educate a Jewish child that, quote, he should want, he should desire the revelation of God to the point that he cries. Remember, crying means that it's something personal, that it means something to him. That physically he is missing it. If a child cries, that means that he is upset about it. That means that it really means something to it. It's not something uh, superfluous. It's not something superficial. It's something that really connects to him, something that he really wants. It's just like when he's lacking something material that he wants, a candy or goodie that he wants. And if you don't give it to him, he'll cry. Likewise, it's possible to educate a Jewish child that he should truly want the revelation of godliness to the point that he would that he would actually cry if he doesn't get it. Now, if this story would not have occurred, then perhaps, yes, this would not be a possibility. It would not be possible to influence a Jewish child at that young age that he should truly love and want this thing, that he should want, you know, revelation of godliness. However, once the Rebbe Rashab paved the way, he opened the conduit. Once it happened to him, now it is indeed applicable and possible for each and every Jewish child. Now that we understood what bothered the Rebbe Rashab and how that applies to each and every child, now we can better appreciate also the answer which the Rebbe de Tzemach his grandfather, gave him. Notice that he did not say to him, well, who can compare himself to Abraham Avinu? Rather, he said to him that a Yid, a Jew, even a Tzaddik, at the age of 99, decides that he needs to still circumcise himself, well, then he is worthy that Hashem should reveal himself to him. What he was saying to him is the following. The idea that Hashem should reveal himself to him is accessible to everyone. Yes, you can be like Avram Avinu. Why? Because Avram Avinu paved the way already. Even though Avram Avinu was such a great tzaddik and at such a great age, but he had paved the way that it make it possible that Hashem should reveal himself to you. But how does one achieve this? By, quote, being mal himself, by circumcising himself. What does that mean? Meaning that regardless of which spiritual level one is on, even if he's on the highest level, 99, he's almost by 100, almost by completion, almost by perfection, he still needs to remove all layers and filters which serve as a blockage to one's, of one's connection to Hashem. And then Hashem will certainly reveal himself to him. And says, the Rebbe, this is the lesson in Chinuch. After one arouses in the child this desire, this wonderful desire to the revelation of godliness, you need to explain to the child, it needs to be made clear to the child, that the child should not become dismayed by all the concealment, all the blockages that the world serves 
to cut away between the person and the revelation of godliness. And once one achieves this, that one has a, a true desire, even a child, a true desire for godly revelation, and B, does not allow the blockages, in other words, symbolically cuts away all the, the blockages and the filters that are there, and does not allow it to play a role in his life, then certainly this brings to Vayera Hashem love Hashem reveals itself to him. Now says the Rebbe, just like the Rabbeim, quote, opened the conduit, they paved the way to this matter, which we just described, the matter, a matter which fits into the category of Bein Odom Lamokin, this is the, in, the, in, in, in the mitzvahs which fit into the relations between man and his creator. There's also likewise a story which highlights how the chinuch should be Bein Odom how a Jewish child should be educated in matters of interpersonal relations Bein Odom what is the story? Again, the previous Rebbe relates that when the Rebbe Rashab was four years old, the tailor, whom they commissioned to make a new garment for him for Shabbos, came over to measure the new garment that he had now finished um, uh, finished uh, sewing for the little Rebbe Rashab. As he was measuring him, the Rebbe Rashab noticed a big piece of cloth, an extra piece of cloth from that material that he had been given to make the suit out of, it was sticking out, it was protruding from his pocket. And instinctively, and without any bias, he had no ill intention, the Rebbe Rashab grabbed it, pulled it out of his pocket. In that moment, the tailor became very embarrassed, because obviously this almost seemed as if he was um, intending to steal it, not to return it. After he had left, the Rebbe Rashab's mother admonished him, she reproved him for what he had done, that he had embarrassed another yid. And the Rebbe Rashab cried. After several weeks, the Rebbe Rashab went into his father, the Rebbe Maharash, to ask for a tikkun for embarrassing another Jew. When the Rebbe Maharash asked him for the details, what happened? The Rebbe Rashab refused to share the details. And he explained. He said, isn't it enough doesn't it suffice that I had already embarrassed another Jew? Now I'm going to go even further and commit the sin of Rechilus and Lashon Hara, of gossip and Lashon Hara? That I will not do. And he refused to share the details with his father. So at first glance, it doesn't even seem to be such a big deal that ever uses the expression, such a givald that, you know, what happened over here in him embarrassing the, the, the tailor. Because really, as, as I said in the story, he had no intention, as the Rebbe, as the previous Rebbe states, he had no intention, he did it innocently, he did it without any bias. And still yet, after he heard, after it was made clear to him that the tailor was somewhat embarrassed, immediately he took it to heart, so much to the extent that he started to cry. This really hurt him, this really bothered him. That this indicates how this hurt him so much, the fact that another Jew was embarrassed. And therefore, later, he didn't even want to tell the story over to his father because he couldn't stand portraying another Jew in a negative light. And from the fact that, again, the fact that it was related to us, the story, and with the emphasis that it was four years old only, this, again, is, a, is an indicator. This, again, teaches us 
that it's possible to educate a child, any Jewish child, even at the young age of four years old, in this matter, and even, like I said, at a very young age. It says the Rebbe, from all that we just discussed, there's a great lesson in how much there's an obligation on each and every one to do their utmost and every possible effort in the education of a Jewish child in all realms, both in as the saying of the Rebbe Rashab himself, which by the way is quoted in the Yom Yom, that he said the following, just like putting on tefillin every single day is a biblical obligation on each and every one, regardless of whether they're a great or just a simpleton, so too is an obligation on each and every single Jew to think about the chinuch of Jewish children at least a half hour every day and to do everything possible for this matter of the education of Jewish children. That is, of course, on one's own children and especially on children of parents who perhaps have not made the effort to educate their children in a Jewish manner, in a Jewish way. And the Rebbe says, do, through being involved in this, by one applying himself to this, one will assure that all the tzibas Hashem, all the armies of Hashem that the Jewish children are called, will certainly go out of Golos and come back with our youth, with our elders, our sons and our daughters, back home through Mashiach Tzitkenu.